Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Enlightened Conversation. And I am going to be having a chat today with Michael Silver. Says the bandwidth is low on your side. What was that? The bandwidth is low on your side. You're coming in and out. Is that? Yeah. It's a lot. It's better now, but it's still showing that that message. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see if I can figure out how to. Can you still hear me though? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Okay, well, I was in the middle of reading your bio, but I think it would be better maybe for you to just tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Oh, oh. my name is Michael Silver. I um, do spiritual work with loveisone.org. I've been here for a number of years. I've been on the path uh, since uh, 2012, end of 2012, and um, it has been a very enlightening journey, to say the least. And I love connecting with my brothers and sisters and assisting those on the path of ascension, the path of the heart, love. And that's what I've been doing, sharing messages of inspiration, um, the webmaster of loveisone.org, um, responsible for several other projects, um, setting up sessions on loveisone.org, and also working on projects such as our Love is One Water project, uh, which is alkaline water based on Dr. Yamoto's uh, technology and sacred geometry. Well, I'm so excited to be talking to you in person because I have been following the articles that you write and the articles that you post on lovehouse1.org and have been really, really interested in just the way that you kind of, the direction that you come from, I really resonate with. And it's so much about living in the heart and unconditional love. And we kind of talked earlier about belief systems and getting down to the core of you know, our, our belief systems and how they're affecting us in day-to-day life. And so I think you know, it's amazing because you do do private um, consulting with people as well. You do sessions, correct? Uh, yes, uh, I've been guided to do counseling. Um, it's something that I used to do, um, but I always follow guidance and Right now, yes, I am doing sessions. I'm with people one-to-one, which has been wonderful. Um, and thank you for the, the compliment. I'm glad that um, I can inspire you in any way um, and assist you on your journey. And the secret to, to love is one, is just we, we post things that resonate with the heart, things that you can feel. And yes, there is a certain flow. And people who follow the post know that there's a certain flow to what we post, and that's how we like to do it. And we follow guidance from spirit always. So yeah, I mean, if you're in the heart, you're gonna resonate with the message. And that's just how it is. Now, with regards to belief systems, there are none quite that simple. Belief systems are constructs of limitations. And when you tap into the infinite, which a lot of people have, 
There are no belief systems. There are no What's the limitation is the mind. That's what that is. And when you do a comparison between the mind and the heart, the mind is like a is like a book of knowledge. Very limited knowledge. The heart is an infinite library of absolute wisdom and knowledge. You can't really compare the two. Minuscule. So there are no belief systems, and part of this journey is letting it all go. That it does not serve you. And if it doesn't serve you, doesn't serve the whole, doesn't serve love, gotta go. Simple as that. Amen to that. I definitely <laughs> so resonate with everything you just said because it's really, you know, um, recently I've been feeling a lot of the beliefs that I've held on to just kind of coming forward in my conscious mind and forcing me to actually really take a look at what's going on in there just so that I can let go of it. And so when these beliefs come forward and they can be sometimes the silliest beliefs that I picked up as a child or, you know, that, that are about, you know, just me believing that, oh, I could be sad or I could experience something that doesn't, doesn't feel good in honor around me. Sometimes it's the little beliefs that, that, you know, they'll come forward just for you to look at them and release them. And so I definitely, um, totally love that when you are tapped into living in unconditional love, living in your heart and being connected with your true self, that there really are no beliefs. And then just allowing that to be is very liberating. But it is, again, <laughs> you know, the mind that seems to work against us a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, I, well, what I found out a lot with the light workers is um, they're very hard on themselves on the things that they... Uh, are transforming and it's you shouldn't be hard on yourself these are experiences that you chose to have and you know laugh about it because if you when you are aware of the belief system the conditioning don't beat yourself about it just take full responsibility accept it forgive everyone else yourself included in the experience and have a laugh because a lot of it you reset down and just look at it and observe it you're like wow that that's funny that that's yeah funny stuff that humanity has been doing that you've been doing i've been doing and laughter is the best medicine oh i love that <laughs> i love that because i definitely you know it it takes a really a whole lot of detachment to be able to look at yourself sometimes and just laugh like you know mm -hmm. You look at your reality and you're like, why did I manifest this? And then once you take care of it, you're like, oh my gosh, like that one little thing was affecting me so much. And now I can laugh about it. But when you're in it, it seems, you know, so, so extreme. Yeah. And the one thing that we provide uniquely in our sessions for loveisone.org is that we assist in identifying the block. Things that people miss because people are calling like, I really want to know my blocks. Like something is blocking me. Something's there. Like, all right, that's why you call them. We're going to discuss those blocks. So we uncover them for them because they're just simply unaware. They're like, there's something there. They know. They feel it. But they just don't know it. And when, they're ident when they identify and you help them identify, they're like, it's an aha moment. Wow. And that's what we provide. Um, it's, it's such a unique experience when it comes to those sessions because they get to know like, that's what that is. That's what that is. 
and it's wonderful. It's, it's, it's a beautiful experience. Ah, it's very liberating because, you know, sometimes it helps to have just that like extra pair of eyes and ears looking at your, looking at your situation detached from it to help you to realize like, oh my gosh, well, it is just something so major that you, you know, maybe bought into or, or um, maybe like you don't even realize that you have a belief there because you've hidden something so deep within yourself. So it definitely helps have have a session like that where you're talking to somebody else that can help bring forward these things that are just really deep within you because i think a lot of people are being you know forced right now by our higher selves and spirit to look at this deep these deep belief systems and this stuff that we've kind of buried and really put in the back of our minds and our subconscious and we put it you know maybe put walls up over it in our conscious minds and it could be experiences and then beliefs that we have formed from those experiences. So I think definitely, you know, um, it's always a lot. It's, it's sometimes just releasing the fear or the resistance to actually looking at something. And that's what I found too, is that, you know, some of the stuff that goes really deep, that there was so much fear and so much resistance for me to actually look at it, that it made it more difficult to let it go. And so once you kind of get over just, well, you know, it's in the past, so it really cannot hurt me now unless I believe that it can. Yeah. And so realizing, you know, having that epiphany, it's like, okay, well, I can really look at the stuff that I didn't want to look at. And it's interesting looking into past lives because it's always a reoccurring theme. And I see this not just for myself, but people I read for is that these deep core beliefs are stemming back, you know, from their first or second or third incarnation that they've ever had. And they follow them. So I think that, you know, at this point in time, we're kind of being urged to step forward and look at the core, like why we're not loving ourselves. Oh, I, I know. Why we're not caring for ourselves. <laughs> the the main one for humanity, all humanity, both the masculine and feminine, is unworthiness. And it's due to lack of self-love, because to transform unworthiness is self-love. When people have a moment, they, they, they stay there and like, unworthiness. And am I unworthy? It's like, look at yourself, look at it deeply. And it's something that it's been ingrained in humanity for so, so many eons. And this, this goes back through social, cultural, educational, religious conditions, all of that, all of that. And I feel, we feel that unworthiness is one of the deepest, if not the deepest of humanity, unworthy, unworthy to be loved, unworthy to be God. I agree. It's definitely a really, really big one. And I see it for, you know, when I look at when I read for people and I look at their compatibility with themselves, a lot of it has to do with their relationship with them, which is God, their higher self source. But a lot of it has to do with not, you know, not being like, we always think that our parents, like as we grow up, are supposed to give us all of the unconditional love that we need in life. And they're supposed to do just about everything to take care of us and support us. And so, you know, as I've gone through my transformation, I definitely learned that um, it was our parents' jobs to teach us how to unconditionally love ourselves and to show us what unconditional love is. 
But then it's our job to actually give ourselves that unconditional love. And so I think that, you know, when I look at compatibility with people, when they have with themselves, you know, 90% of people I come across are one and two out of like one between 10 of how they're compatible, compatible with them on a, on a personal level. When I ask them, not, not one person has been like, yes, I give myself unconditional love or yes, I know how to unconditionally love myself. And so I think that that's, you know, a, a big misconception is that it's hard, it's hard to change patterns when humanity as a whole has never really been taught how to unconditionally love ourselves. And that that's important. It's always been, you know, uh, to be self-sacrificing and to give all of our unconditional love to our children or to our spouse. But it's never come to giving that unconditional love that we truly are, which is one of the aspects of source, one of the many aspects of source that we are, but it's turning that towards ourselves. And I feel like a lot of the time, you know, releasing belief patterns and really making the big strides that humanity's wanting is going to come back to us loving ourselves and loving ourselves enough to look at why we feel like we're not worthy of love. Well, the, the cycle of dysfunction, the programming, the bullshit, really starts through childhood, through the parent. And if you, if you really look into it, that's how it all begins for everyone, because they continue the cycle of dysfunction. But here in this incarnation, we change it. That's the mission. We change, we choose to end the cycle, to transform it. So it's no longer like we don't have a choice or we have to abide by certain constructs. Uh-uh. No, this, this time we make the choice and we choose. So we can end the cycle, but we have to choose. Choosing means taking full responsibility, forgiving yourself and everyone else in the experience and transforming the density. And that's where you need to be able to anchor in higher consciousness. So I agree. Making down the choice. It definitely comes down to choice. And it's so exciting because now we have the consciousness in the human race, <laughs> we have the consciousness, you know, physically, more with the children that are being born now, more of their DNA is activated, which is so exciting. And some of the wisdom coming out of these kids nowadays, is just like, whoa, you know, really, really, really interesting. But now we have the consciousness to actually be aware of what's going on in our reality, what's going on in our minds, and to do something about it, where I think before, you know, the programming and just you know our consciousness since the time of Atlant the Atlanteans uh had been dumbed down so much so that we could not connect with that higher aspect of ourselves you know as much as now and so now that we are evolving we're having the consciousness to be actually able to make the change within us and to clear up a lot of the stuff that we've carried from the past mm -hmm. and so it's really really exciting and I know that that's why you incarnated at this time why I incarnated was to be able to go through this huge change and to be able to clear up the stuff from the past so that we don't have, you know, this, this unrequited love that we've built towards ourselves that started the first incarnation. You know, these problems that have continued to occur, it's, it's absolutely exciting that we're here now 
be able to clear up our own stuff and to watch other people do it on their ends as well. So it's definitely a joy. It's very important that there's been a misconception where, you know, a lot of people just simply talk the talk. But you can't do this in these energies. You got to walk it. And that's what, you have to be the change. And when you shine your light, you do affect others. But it's about shining, shining your light, being the change. Because 5D love is a state of being. It is not a state of mind. You simply are. That's what love is. So yeah, so just being the change and constantly choosing love will help you grow. And when things come up, it's a blessing because instead of going through the whole gamut of the experience of going through, let's say, jealousy or betrayal, you don't have to go through the whole gamut of the experience. Simply embrace the energies, transform them into the light, and move forward. So it is a blessing these energies are bringing anything that doesn't resonate with your soul up so it can be transformed. It's not like torture. Sure, is it discomfort? Yeah, I mean, that's the energy you're there for, just some discomfort. But the energies are coming up for you to transform them. So it's just simply part of the journey, part of the process. It definitely is. And I love the part about shining your light because I think a lot of light workers always feel so compelled that, oh, I need to help. You know, they're so stuck in the belief that I need to help someone else and I need to be of service and this is why I'm here. But they forget that it's really they're here to work on themselves. And the more that they work on themselves, the brighter their light gets and the more that they're affecting others. Because when you work on yourself, which is really having the courage, like like you're saying, you know, because yeah, suffering, (laughs) the suffering and the stuff that you go through that doesn't feel good is only temporary. It's only temporary. So reminding yourself that, that, oh my gosh, well, this doesn't feel good, but I have the consciousness, the courage, and the knowledge now to do something about it. And so the more that we work on ourselves, which is the first priority, it should always be first priority for everyone, the more that we're able to efficiently help other people. And so, you know, definitely, that was one belief that felt very um, liberating to kind of let go of was that, oh, I'm here to be a service to always just help other people. But in being so involved in that belief, I was neglecting myself. And so it was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulder, you know, my shoulders to be able to work on myself and know that by working on myself, I'm helping everybody else, including yeah. me. <laughs> no, it, it's part of the social culture and religious conditioning where they misconstrued it as um, selfishness which I found interesting because if you have all this baggage on you, you're, you're in dysfunction that you want to help people, how can you do that effectively, truly, if you yourself are in the dysfunction? So yes, being, being love in action is loving yourself, which is loving others. And when you do the work, the inner work, you are assisting humanity and the planet. That's the truth. So, and as you dissolve the ego and anchor in higher consciousness, you will be provided guidance from your angels and whoever's connected with you on what to do next through your synchronicity, what other missions will unfold for you. And also, whoever doesn't, as you raise your light, 
whoever whoever's in your surroundings, they'll either support your path or they'll drop off. Some will even run from your energies. But on the flip side, you'll also attract like-hearted beings who also support your path and then you all can grow together and share new experience, share unified synchronicity. That's what it's about, it's unity consciousness. Love and action, unity consciousness, unity consciousness, it's all the same. That's what this is all part of. It's not about the self, the I am, it's about the we are. I agree. And it's totally true. Like, you know, through my path and through the path of the like people that I watch that really work on themselves, they can go from having, you know, like just being in so much turmoil in their relationships and their lives with the people that they have around them, their families. And as they continue to just kind of evolve, I see them really drawing in higher, higher compatible circumstances, higher compatible friends, the support that they're actually needing. So it's, it's, it's so true that you really draw into your experience what you're a vibrational match for. So like if you're looking at your reality and not liking the people that you're seeing around yourself, you're not liking the relationship you're in, then you have to look at yourself and go, okay, well, what is it within me that I need to love myself a little bit more so that I can improve my reality, my relationships, so I can draw in people that have similar, similar qualities to me. And I see a lot of people, you know, leaving religion at this time and making drastic changes, leaving relationships, because they're kind of waking up and going, okay, well, you know, like I'm looking around myself and this doesn't really feel good anymore. How long have I been, how long have I been stuck like this? And so kudos to everyone watching this. I know there's a few people probably watching this going like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling like that. Like I've been looking around my reality recently and, and I think it's time for me to change because I deserve better. And so it kind of all goes back to that self-worth of what do you think you deserve? Do you deserve and do you love yourself enough to go for your heart's true wants and your heart's true wishes? Mm -hmm. it, I mean, again, this was... Um... This all was intentional was to distract and disconnect you from source, humanity from source. So they were taught, conditioned, programmed to look outside themselves for everything, especially love. And the opposite is true. Everything is within. And truly, when you love yourself wholeheartedly, the thoughts of looking outside are gone. You, you don't get that because you acknowledge and fully embrace the truth that you're whole, always, always work. So there is no yearning for like, I need to connect with someone. You're already connected. I'm, I'm alone. You're never alone. That's all illusion. You have your angels, your guides, your star family nature it's an illusion but it was everything was created again to distract the humanity from connecting with them yeah and i totally totally agree because it's like you know when i started working with my higher self i'm really making that connection with me it was like just such an eye-opening experience that oh my gosh like i've had everything that i've ever wanted and needed ever already it was already inside of me and I didn't need to go do this I didn't need to be such a such a human 
doing, I could be a human being and being with myself felt really good. And the more that I've like worked with that higher aspect of me, the more I mean, it was like, I had progress since 2012, like you went through your awakening in 2012, kind of just like me, I had pretty good progress. But when I met my partner, Michael, he taught me how to connect with that higher aspect of me. And boom, as soon as I did that, it was like things just started rolling and the huge transformation began because I started realizing the truth was, it was all inside of me already. All I had to do was go within and ask, access it. And, it. and it wasn't something super complicated. <laughs> it doesn't have to be complicated. It really doesn't have to be complicated. And so I think that the more that, you know, people become aware that everything they wanted to see outside of themselves have already been within, it makes it easier to kind of swallow that, oh my gosh, well, that was the answer. It was always going inside of me. It was never you know, reaching for stuff outside of me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it always been within, and I was like, I look back at the journey, I'm like, man, I, used, I remember when I used to look outside so much, and then once I was transforming the density, and the awareness just became so clear, and then it gets clearer and clearer and clearer. It's like peeling off the, uh, the layers of an onion, that's what that it is. And you feel I see them all the time. <laughs> and once you uncover everything, what's left? You, the real you, not not that, not the little me, the ego, the self. Um, yeah, it's totally true. The layers of an onion. I love that because it's exactly kind of how I do look at it. Is that you continue to work on yourself and you peel back all of the stuff from all the lifetimes and including this one that you didn't have the consciousness to let go of and change then, you know, you're really like peeling back all the layers. And when you get to the center of you, which is that spark that is God, that is source, it's only pure positive, unconditional love, joy, peace, all of the pure positive qualities of source, you know, and you, once you realize that it's like, wow, this is, what I actually am so I can let go of the illusion that I'm anything but the unconditional love that peace that joy that inspiration that motivation that divine will that grace all of these things that we think so hard like I want to aspire to be this or I want to work so hard to be this it's like the epiphany of oh I already am that like all I have to do is just allow that to blossom outside of me yeah yeah, I mean, I, I went through the same thing, and I, mean, I, I took a different route in the journey. I told you earlier, I mean, I, once I, I mean, I, I was an introvert, for sure, but I, I, I looked at life like a movie, and I was the audience, so that I could be interactive when I wanted to. And things I chose to experience, I, I take full responsibility, but nonetheless, I mean, the changes that occurred once you tap inside. And I knew like, okay, man, I don't know anything. I don't know what's going on, but I know something's going on. And I just decided to, you know what? I'm gonna start off with a clean slate. I'm gonna let go of all the belief systems, all conditioning, whatever it was. And I'm gonna start off like a child. 
just like a little kid being immersed in different experiences, unique experiences. And that way, I, I didn't come across so many contradictions, which a lot of light workers come across because they're holding on to their belief system because they read something in a book. A book knows what's going on. We're in the unknown. These energies haven't been here in eons. This is a physical ascension, something in the bodies. And it's never been done before. So there is no book that will tell you, hey, this is the way to go. Sure, yeah, there is no like, you know, like this is how you do ascension. Step one, blah, blah, blah. There isn't anything. The best, the best advice would be go within. Follow your heart. Tap inside. That is the best advice you can give to anyone because everything is within. And being that I let go of those belief systems, it made the journey a lot easier. I'm not, I'm not saying that there weren't bumps on the road. There were. <laughs> but it made it a lot easier. Yeah, I'm there with you. You know, <laughs> perhaps it's interesting because, um, well, you know, even the Ascended Masters, like I really love. Paramahansa Yoganada, how he describes, um, you know, rising above the illusion of duality and the illusion that we've created around ourselves, which is so that positive and negative, that light and that dark, that good and evil. It's kind of like, you know, releasing that whole concept and what do you have left is you and rediscovering what that is. You know, it's like we chose to forget <laughs> We literally chose to give ourselves this limited consciousness and to forget the nature of who we are, which is the oneness of source, pure positive, unconditional love, joy, peace, all of the fluffy stuff that feels good. That's what we really are. So we, for, we choose to forget all of that and come down here because source, which isn't all of us, looking down through our consciousness, it's that original thought, that original source wants to experience. So being able to kind of look at it like in a way that this is all kind of like a video game and at the top it's still that original source you know playing all these different aspects of itself to experience so allowing yourself to experience but not get so ingrained in that everything is real because the only thing that you could say is actually real is the truth of who you are which is pure positive and i think being able to be detached from that helps me to always look at my situation and kind of detach and go Okay. All of this, even if I'm seeing like something scary manifesting in front of me, that's like a spirit, like there's something inside me. If that's, if that's in my reality that I need to love myself more or to let go of fear, that I have a fear of something or belief that I need to work on. And boom, it's like, you know, it's, it's like literally kind of learning how to play the game of life and be detached from you know, diving back into the experience that you're having, whether it's emotional, that you're not, that you're not feeling like, oh, this is really hurting me right now. It's being able to look at it that there really is no negative. And it even sometimes we have to go through stuff that hurts because we're not in, in the other times when we're happy, we're not being forced to look at the things that are not true to who we are. Yeah. That I've come across something with the light workers, and also when I when I was in the uh, the uh, old program and was um, 
the differences between experiences and occurrences. I've had many people come across me saying, I've had this experience, I've had this experience and that experience. And my retort would be, what does it keep happening? Yeah, it keeps happening. Well, then it was an experience. That's called a recurrence. An experience is something that you take full responsibility for. Everything. Forgive yourself and others. That is when you gain wisdom and knowledge. And that is when you gain experience. What keeps happening to you is the universe telling you, hey, you didn't learn your lesson. Yeah, you're not getting it. <laughs> We're going to throw it at you again so that you can really look at it, be forced to look at it again. Yeah, so people have that, they're, unfortunately, they have that deep condition that they think they know something when it keeps happening to them. It's because they haven't learned their lessons and they have not learned it. All it is is simply an experience. That's really interesting because... Um, you know, with all of like, I really love the articles that come through that talk about, you know, like the retrogrades and stuff like that, and the planetary energies that come through. And I think for a lot of people, it really does force things to come to the surface that in ordinary life before, maybe 20, 30 years ago, you know, we wouldn't be forced as urgently as we are now to kind of look at, you know, fears and whether it's, you know, fears with, it all comes back to self. So I kind of wanted to talk about letting go of fear and, and the beliefs that surround the fear is like a big one that I'm feeling. Um, that fear can sometimes be a really big blockage because it keeps us stuck from going in any direction. It seems to be very immobilizing. Fear, well, fear is false evidence of fear in real simply not an illusion but it's there for you to transform but you have to look at it be brave when you tap into the heart the heart is fearless but you have to look at it and embrace it and transform it to overcome it but yeah, and i think too that a lot of people think well oh i have to face my fears and go like you know um go climb a tall building or swim with sharks well, I personally, I'm never going to do either of those things, but I can, you know, look at something, detach from it, look at it just to let it go and to love myself so much that I love myself enough to actually look at it because a lot of the times um, with clients and with myself personally, it's more of the fear of looking out of fear that keeps you stuck. And so it's like having the courage that you can look at it and, and you don't have to go back into the past because a lot of people, like I've been removing a lot of like just blockages um, that there was so much resistance to looking at it. And so much, and, and I've been seeing with other people that a lot of these core things, they put up walls around their heart with love life, love relationships, fear of being alone, um, fear of being left, like that you just have to acknowledge that there is something to love yourself more with. And then like I came up with a technique where I say, where I invite, like would invite my higher self forward. And then I would say, I give myself the unconditional love that I'm needing right now or whatever it is that I am needing. Cause sometimes we don't in our little consciousness, 
don't exactly know what it is that we need to, you know, in that very moment. So we can let that higher aspect of us give us the unconditional love that we already are, you know, and, and to really comfort ourselves. So I think that, you know, it's a really good tool to be able to hug yourself if you are feeling afraid, <laughs> be there for yourself because, you know, <laughs> eventually we're going to all have to look at every single thing, big or small, that has kept us from loving ourselves and being true to who we are. And so it's exciting. The fear is so deeply ingrained because we all control it, made it so, because that's their food, their sustenance. Since they disconnected themselves from the source, prime creator, they needed an alternative food source, and they created fear. In fact, most of the paradigm that we live, that we used to live in, the old paradigm, they flipped it. They flipped 5D and made it twisted. I'll give you an example. In 5D, there's moments of eternity. In 3D, there's time. In 5D, there's unity consciousness. In 3D, separation. 5D, there is unconditional love. Love of the present. In 3D, peace. And this goes deeper. I'm just giving you an example of it. And this is why they, they made the fear so prevalent in this realm, because that's the food source. So to really acknowledge the fear for what it is, false evidence of appearing real, and also ask yourself, do you want to feed the old controllers or do you want to feed your soul? Which you want to feed, the heart or the mind? Those are the questions that everyone has to ask themselves. And they have to look at it deeply. But don't be afraid. Because it's there for you to look at to transform. Yeah, because it can't hurt you. Like it really cannot, fear cannot hurt you unless you believe that it can hurt you. And so that's a good one for everyone to just let go. You know, a lot of the times when it does, when a fear does come up, we have to think, oh, we have to do something so complicated and so difficult to get rid of this belief that we're holding on to. But just, you know, it can be as easy as I let go of it. And letting that higher aspect of you clear the energy behind it. Because it's so easy to have a thought, have one thought pop up that is a fearful thought. And then you dive into that and you start experiencing it. And you put more energy and more energy. And then and then it turns into another thought. And then another thought. And then it starts manifesting in your reality. And when it's already manifested in your reality is when you're, for, you know, or being forced to really, really live it, and you don't have to. You're, or you have the consciousness now that when something comes up and it doesn't feel good to start asking yourself questions, am I loving myself in this situation right now? If you feel like you're not, then I give myself the unconditional love that I am. And then asking yourself, do I have any beliefs about this situation that doesn't feel good? If you do, then I let go of all of the beliefs with this situation and allowing that higher aspect of you to just branch out and find all of those other beliefs, you know, that you may not even be aware of, letting that the, the energy clear there. And, you know, do I have fear with this situation? If you do, allowing 
yourself to let go of that fear. So a lot of it is just having the courage to let go and do something about it before it builds to a point where you're stuck in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then really, really actively, man, and then you have to try to backpedal. So I think that when something doesn't feel good, we have the consciousness now to start asking questions about it. Yeah, and also just want to put it in everyone in everyone's awareness that you know there are tools, there are techniques to assist with the energy. Because everything, everything is energy. Your thoughts, your words, your touch, your intentions. You are humanity's energy. You are energy. And there are tools and techniques out there to assist in transforming these energies, such as the violet flame, the emerald flame, trees. Trees are wonderful. Trees are actually angels in the sky, and they can help you transform energies, help you transform the program in your mind. And a big thing that um, they do is also help ground people. You find that a lot of people in the journey are not grounded, and that means that the energies are running erratic which causes an assortment of symptoms. Um, they're just kind of spacey a bit. It, it, the symptoms vary, but the trees can help ground people. And they're there for you to, to, to tap into. You know, we can tap into the trees, meditate with the trees, and utilize the flame. And this makes the journey so much easier with those two different techniques. Yeah, I totally like <laughs> I love that about trees because um, I want to make a t-shirt that was like, have you hugged the tree lately? Have you hugged the tree today? <laughs> because definitely um, having some type of technique is always really helpful. And I think that is something that you do with your, with your um, intuitive sessions is you kind of give techniques and things like that. It's actually, so that you have something that kind of works to keep your energy clear. Um, do you have anything for like empathic people that you do? Well, the trees are definitely is one of them. But the thing is that um, what I notice is um, even if you provide them with the tools and techniques, the key thing is consistency and dedication. If you're inconsistent or a quitter, guess what the energy is going to do to you? You're going back into the old energy. So you're going back and forth, back and forth. And that, that's torture right there. I mean, you're, you're transforming energy on a constant basis. You have to be consistent. And for the highly empathic ones, truly nature. I mean, you spend your moments in nature, tapping with the trees, meditate with the trees daily, and it will help you tremendously. And the trees will even talk to you. If you've cleared a lot, a lot of your baggage, you can actually hear the trees and the rocks talk to you, give you guidance. And they have a lot to say. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Absolutely. I think, too, it comes back to, again, loving yourself enough to using the technique consistently. Mm. And, you know, to being aware, like, well, I'm, like, highly, highly, I have a lot of the empath ability. And so, for me, it's catching, catching, um, when I have picked something up from someone else before, <laughs> yeah has time to manifest in my physical body or it energetically in my chakras. It's actually, you know, catching it before. And two, I realized um, that I had to kind of backpedal to clear the empathic energy that I picked up in this life when I was about 13, between 13 and 15, when I started picking up energy. 
and the thoughts and beliefs that I was picking up from other people. So including that, like in my clearing, and that has made a huge difference because I will tell you that, you know, we call it spiritual gift, but it can be very difficult to manage if you don't have a technique that to help keep you clear. Well, to, uh, to assist with energies, um, both those who are, em who are empathic and those who are on the journey, no matter what, really they should be practicing daily cutting cords. And this is not something that your higher self um, can do on the whim. You have to make the choice. Your angels, your guides, and higher self honor whatever choice you make. Unconsciously or conscious, and you have to consciously choose to cut those cords. So, if anyone attaches themselves, they will try to take energy from you, or if you're performing a healing session for someone of some sort, or you're just dealing with it, with energies in general. Cut those cords, whatever cord that doesn't resonate with your soul, with love, you cut them. Then you bring your energy back into the present moment of now, where your energies can be utilized for your highest good and others. It should be common when drinking water. Yeah, and water is a big one too. <laughs> it's a really big one. Um, you know, keeping yourself, taking, loving yourself enough to keep yourself hydrated, to eat foods that are good for you and healthy for your body, giving yourself the support that you actually need because I do think that you know, even though we are spiritual beings, we still have, even this physical body is an illusion, we still have to take care of it and love ourselves enough to take care of it. And the cleaner and more pure our physical bodies can be, and I don't, I hate the word purity because it always like feels like it has some judgment behind it, but the, the more we take care of our physical bodies, the easier it is, you know, to, especially with uh, foods. I have found since, and I kind of played around with my diet and things like that in the past. Um, but when I let go of all beliefs about food, all beliefs about my diet, and I was more conscious of what made my body feel good when I would eat. And I still kind of do that. Um, but it definitely made like just on my energy and, and the amount of energy that I could have during the day, it made a big difference. And I was consciously aware of, okay, well, this food feels okay for me to eat. And so I kind of try to stay away from the things that don't feel that good. But I still love myself. And like today, I did have a donut because I love myself and it was chocolatey and it was ooey and gooey and it was so good. So every once in a while, I still will give to myself, you know, that little guilty pleasure again. In truth, whatever brings you joy is right action. That's the true reality. And when it comes to um, food and, and drinking, water and stuff like that, you have to tap into your body. Your body is divine intelligence. She knows what nutrients are best to better integrate the energy. Do not follow the mind. The mind's no shit. It's the body that knows. So tap into your body. And we found out about water as we continue this journey and the energy kept pouring into the planet. Man, hydration has increased significantly. And that's why we, we tapped into the project, um, the Love is One Water Project, which is alkaline water. And the alkaline water is such a huge difference, huge difference. And 
this is where we were like, all right, let's jump into this project and help Maddie out from providing alkaline water. So we have it under loveisonewater.com because we've noticed our intake increased from eight to 10. Now it's from 10 to 14 glasses a, a day. Oh, wow, that's intense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it can vary depending on what you're doing, but yeah, 10 to 14 glasses. Yeah, that's how much. And there is a difference when the water is of a certain nature and alkaline water, yeah, I've experienced it definitely, and it was like, boom, my body started detoxing like intensely. There, so I was like, oh, I think I'm sick, but it was actually just the detox because I had so much buildup in my system. So there is so much truth to that. And you know, I have heard, I've read things online of um, people completely like clearing, clearing a lot of stuff, not only energetically, but just like, you know, their their skin looks healthier. Just all of these really, really important benefits that drinking alkaline water has. So it definitely is bringing things back into balance. So I think that's kind of really, really important. So I definitely want you to like give out all of your information about how people can find you to do sessions. Cause I think we're getting to the last few minutes here. And yeah. Wow. I know, I know it's been really, it's been really quick. <laughs> okay. Well, um, our site is loveus1.org. We provide um, esoteric information on spirituality, ascension, um, natural remedies, healing. Um, we also provide sessions um, at our site, which you can book your sessions, in which we can assist you in your spirituality with the ascension process, uncover your blocks, provide you with tools and techniques. And also there is our Love Has One Water project, which is loveasonewater.com. And that's alkaline water based on Dr. Yamoto's water technology and sacred geometry, which is very helpful. And for the sessions, um, we can't press so hard about the sessions. I mean, you get your surprises in the, se in the sessions, a lot of surprises there. I mean, with, the, with your guides, your angels, and also the energies, the connection, and as well as uncovering the blocks that you have so you can transform them, identify them and transform them. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited, you know, to hear and to see more of your posts. And I'm so thankful that you were able to come on the show and tell everyone about what you do because it definitely has always interested me. And um, so everyone, you can find me, Australia Love, on Facebook as well. I just started a page as a public figure and so I'm making like memes that help people <laughs> with just kind of simple tools. I also do private sessions that teach you how to get in touch with yourself and um, with that higher aspect of you and your things like karma and stuff like that. So you, you can find me on Facebook and this has been a total blessing. So love from my heart to yours and to everybody watching this show because I hope that the information that has come through and that Michael shared with us um, can be of help to everything that you are all going through. So it's been really good. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. I, I was, wow, I was just amazed that um, I got to be on and share um, what we can. And it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you.